John, you're now upside down. I cannot see Derek, but I'm just going to, I'm going to let it ring and then uh, I'll let it go. I don't want to hit anything like I did yeah. last time. I love watching you flip. Yeah. Side to side. yeah. <laughs> it's like a bad drug trip watching him. There we go. Mac. All right. Oh, thank God. Hey, what's going on? It is shit talk reviews. It's a Friday. I'm John Derek and David in the house. Excited to be here. It's been a great day and continues to be good. Why, Derek? We are covering Bestial Devastation, Morbid Visions, reissues, re-recorded by Cavalera Conspiracy and our boy Max. I am going to go out on a limb, although I don't feel like I'm going out on a limb. But my guess is that you are out of your mind and have been since these albums came out. I have been. So I found out about Sepultura in 1989 when Beneath the Remains came out. Uh, shout out to my friend Jamie Hosley, who turned me on to them when we were in high school. And I listened to Beneath the Remains, was blown away, and proceeded to go to the Dartmouth Bookstore, which is Dartmouth College in Hanover, New Hampshire. And that's where I used to get my cassette tapes uh, back in the day. And I ordered uh, Bestial Devastation, Morbid Visions, and also Schizophrenia. And I was highly disappointed in the recording quality of bestial devastation and morbid visions. To this day, I still listen. So you can see the t-shirt. I still listen to Beneath the Remains on a regular basis. It's probably one of my top 10 albums of all time. But I've always felt like bestial devastation and morbid visions had more to offer. And when I found out about this, my buddy Matt uh, sent me a note. He sent me a text and he says, look at this. And it was the new album covers that look like the old album covers, but modern. And the recordings uh, have have hit the mark. They have given uh, this material, this thrashy early 80s material, uh, a a new breath of life. I I agree, John. And uh, I cheated and I normally don't, but I came into the office, I don't know, two days ago and talked to John about it real quick. And uh, man, compared to the old stuff, um, sound wise, Compared to what they've done and uh, on the new, uh, not new stuff, but what they've done on the re-recordings and, and everything, it's, it sounds unbelievable. Uh, uh, sound it's night and day. What, what, yeah, night and day. I mean, what a difference! Really, it's unbelievable. So, very impressed. I was excited to hear these because <clears throat> for me, Sepultura was like one of the bands that that really defined thrash. Yeah, they're they in were. your face, nasty. And so, getting to hear this stuff now, as you were saying, Derek the sonic qualities of the original recordings was just not, not there. It was not solid. And so to get to hear that material done modern is sick. And these albums yeah. are great if for no other reason, because they sound so good. Yeah. I'm 48 today. And um, the 15 year old me is, is celebrating uh, listening to it. And I won't lie to you. I, 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 the, the, the song that I really wanted to hear redone was troops of doom. And that's on, um, on morbid visions and it's, there's just so many riffs in that song that are just killer that you know max plays today and then the rejiggered version of sepultura still plays it's a great song and it in hearing it with some oomph behind it is fantastic because really for the last however many years we've we've really had to listen to the live versions of it to really hear troops of doom the way it, it was meant to be heard it's funny you say that because troops of doom was my favorite song on morbid vision i specifically wrote notes on this though love the song love the way it opens the guitar tones and the riffs are sick and uh i even went back to listen to the old version 
not the old version, but the, the old sound to this. And fuck, man, that's a great, great song. When these albums were first recorded in 85 and 86, bands were capable of getting great recordings. I mean, again, I mentioned Kill 'Em All. Um, you know, th those records, you could do it. And for whatever reason, uh, the Sepultura albums just didn't come out quite as clean. They didn't have the money until they signed with Roadrunner. And, you know, they re-released Roadrunner, re-released uh, Schizophrenia. And then, you know, you can hear it. I mean, Beneath the Remains was one step further. And then after that, um, Arise was an even further progression. And I sent you a video, John, a couple weeks ago. And yeah, yeah, it was yeah. some really good quality uh, live material of Sepultura in their um in their arise phase. And I, you know, I've been saying this for a little while. And, you know, we talk about the big four all the time, you know, the big four, the 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 Metallica, the Anthrax, right? The Slayers, um, and the Megadeth. And when you listen to Sepultura, you know, from beneath the remains right on through into Arise and then Chaos AD and Roots, those four albums back to back to back to back are just absolutely killer. Start to finish all four records, and they have to be. And I just have never understood, even as a you know, a 15 to 22 year old when those albums all came out, why they haven't had the same notoriety as the big four because they're that good. And then say nothing about all of the Soulfly material, nail bomb material, killer be killed so on and so forth. Like Max has continued to pump out way more music than the big four. And it's all good. It's all worthy well, of everybody. Is time. it because, is it because it's just not commercial play, not radio friendly stuff? No, I would, guess, I would, I would venture to say that it was uh, on a point that you mentioned, Derek, that they just didn't have any money. If they didn't have money to put into the recording, you know, that, that goes a long way when you don't have the opportunity to see a band live or, you know, if you're not local to that band, what you have to reference the material is the recorded stuff. And if it's not recorded, well, you may not give it as much credit. Well, Morbid Visions and uh, Bestial Devastation, they didn't have money then. But after that, once they signed with Roadrunner and from Beneath the Remains on, you know, they've had record label backing all the way through. Um, but to Dave's point, they haven't written a Enter Sandman. They haven't written a Load album that's like a jazzy, you know, right. rock band. They Max has stayed consistently angry. You know, they say that Ted Williams could roll out of bed and, and hit a single at 60 years old. Well, guess what? Max Cavalera is, you know, pushing that and he's in that that area and he can roll out of bed and write better riffs than probably 99% of the people on this planet. And he continues to do it today. It's no different than, uh, and I'm not comparing the two bands, but it's like overkill. They, they stay in their lane. They never veered off. You know, these guys did the same thing. They never veered off. And, 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 th and that's probably why, you know, we're having this discussion, why they're not in the big four, but they stay true to who they are. So I have respect for bands like that. Derek, that video clip that you sent, uh, do you remember when that was from? That was probably a rise, which I think was around 91, 92. And the quality okay. was great, but they were so tight. And I remember seeing these videos back in the day of Sepultura. Meanwhile, Metallica is going and, and putting out, you know, they had one and they were playing the Grammys, I think it was. And I'm like, how are, how is Sepultura not getting the notoriety? They're just as tight as Metallica was back then. 
And it's still to this day, it blows my mind. I, I don't know well, how that is. That's why I ask about when that video was from. We'll post a link to the video. It's on YouTube. I, I don't remember. I don't know the specifics. But the performance is crusher. And the audio is fantastic too, which is lovely. But those guys were killing it. And it speaks to the point that they should have had more notoriety then. The big five. Agreed. And and even when, when Max uh, left Sepultura and started Soulfly, Soulfly was a little bit more bouncy, less riffy, um, you know, in the beginning, a little bit more progressive. They, they, they tried a lot of different things. So they, it wasn't as thrashy as the, as the Sepultura stuff, but in the last five years, six years, everything has gone back to thrash with Max, everything. I mean, whether it's Cavalera conspiracies, new material, the Soulfly stuff, the go ahead and die. It's all thrashy in your face, uh, old school, you know, and as we hear on these two records, he is sounding just as good, if not way better than he did when these, these albums were first recorded. I mean, war, he is vicious on that. You know, we did a little snippet last night, teasing this with some cats getting wet and yelling war when they (laughs) bounce out of the sink. And, you know, Max just sounds like a fucking devil and to be aging with the grace and aging with just the magnitude and the heaviness that max is bringing to the table i'm just blown away and i'm just so happy that we are still getting this amazing music out of him all these years later and he cares enough the family cares enough to go put out and re-record material that deserved to have the recording that we have now have today sitting in front of us. It's pretty impressive. And as you said, that instrumentally, they kill it on this record, but his voice is so strong. Consistent, very consistent, right? It's just so powerful, his vocals. And we'd be remiss to not bring up Igor Cavalera. I mean, we're, we're sitting here, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. getting it on with talking about Max. But, you know, Igor has been with him a vast majority of um, you know the best work that they've that that he had with Sepultura, obviously, yeah. um, but the Cavalera Conspiracy material has been fantastic. Like Psychosis is an album that I still listen to on a regular basis. Igor was on that. Uh, his his drumming is just um, precision. Kudos to Igor uh, Amadeus. There, yeah, Igor. Igor is a killer. Sorry to start to step on you. Igor is a killer. He's a, an accomplished songwriter and guitarist unto himself, but he plays bass. Um, within um, within Cavalier Conspiracy. And then uh, I don't know who recorded uh, the lead parts, whether it was Daniel Gonzalez or Travis Stone, but whichever one of those guitarists did the leads, they killed the material. They <laughs> took what Andreas Kisser did from way back in the day and just made it absolutely shredding. It cuts and it's uh, it's demonic. I love it. It's a gnarly. They're Both of them are great records and I'm glad that we have it fresh. Okay, let's do this. Let's talk about our our favorite songs and and why you like. Which album we want to start with? Well, let's start with Bestial Devastation. Antichrist. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's like a fucking freight train. It's just a power track, and I absolutely can't get enough of it. I mean, with a follow up Necromancer, because you get to hear Igor go nuts on it. <laughs> yep. Yeah, for Be- it was uh, <laughs> Bestial Devastation. Just the fucking song was insane. I, I love it. Intense. I thought the drums in the song. The drums were killer. The arrangement, by far my favorite song on that one. Uh, for me, ne- yeah, it's Necromancer. I've always loved the song. I've always wanted to hear it with some some oomph and some beef. Heavy, yeah, heavy, real heavy fucking shit. heavy. And it's yeah. evil as fuck. 
and uh, <laughs> makes me happy. How about uh, Morbid Visions? So for me, Morbid Visions, the song has a riff uh, near the end of it. There's actually a couple riffs in there that I've always wanted to hear that re-recorded because it was just so thin before mm-hmm. and they just kick live. I can't wait. I know we're planning on going over to Orlando to see them. Can't wait to see this song live. Obviously, Troops of Doom. War is also a song that I've always, always loved. And then Funeral Rites has is, is just been a favorite of mine. And again, I've always wanted to hear it with some uh, some, uh, some gusto behind some it. Muscle some production behind chops, it. some muscle, some steroids. Uh, so thank you to Max and, and Igor and to Max's wife, Gloria, for uh, making this happen because uh, I'm, I'm giddy. Do you know, is this something that's been in the works for a while or do you know the, the how this came about? I know nothing about it. I found out like everybody else, it was uh, nuclear blast announced that they were putting it out. Uh, I was actually my buddy, Matt, I was, I remember I was in home Depot with my wife and the text came through and I just was elated. I, you know, home Depot is like going to like Walmart or target. It's like not a place you want to be. And uh, the rest of the trip that I was there, I was on cloud nine. What about you, Dave? Morbid visions. Favorites. Yeah. Morbid visions. So I had three. They were all good, honestly, but the top three, uh, Mayhem, loved the way the song opened. Heavy, heavy as shit. Just loved it. The Troops of Doom, I don't want to go into it again. And I loved Funeral Rites. Loved the beginning of the song. I like it, the minute mark. It's in your, just takes a turn in your face and uh, had a great flow throughout. So those would be my top three picks on uh, Morbid Vision. Yeah, my standout for Morbid is, is Burn the Dead, man. That song, the intro is sick. The guitar comes at you like a fucking chainsaw and then just <laughs> all hell breaks loose. Um, and it's got a nasty break at the end, uh, you know, a hurt break. It's a devastating track. One thing to bring up too, bef- you know, before we kind of check out is, is there is passion in what the Cavalera family does. And Mm -hmm. we found that out actually this past holiday season, (laughs) Um, you know, John went on uh, cameo and hired Max to wish me a happy holiday. And, you know, let's give it a listen and uh, let, let everybody else decide if there is passion there. Oi, hello, Derek. Max Cavalera here. I am at home in Arizona, chilling, waiting for Christmas. Check out my pad. This is where I write. Got some Records on the wall right there behind me. Yeah, this message for you from Superman. Yes, and he wants just to be thankful for the friendship that you guys have. That's amazing, a bond of metal. Let's go with some Touching the Void, especially for you. Let's go. metal christmas ever go party with superman anyway man have a great metal christmas we wish you a metal christmas we wish you a metal christmas we wish you a metal christmas and a metal new year 
That's how we do it in the Cavalera household. Have a great metal Christmas, metal new year, party, down tune hard with Superman. We'll see you on tour. Max Cavalera, your metal brother from the heart. Don't forget, from the heart. Um, dois, tres, quatro. Let's go, Derek! Merry Christmas! Oi! I mean, is that uh, passion no or is that passion? As you said, he's a passionate guy. He's into what he does. He loves his music. He loves his family. Very Just cool. Easy. It, very cool. And it goes back to what I said before. All these guys, they're all good people, family people. They give a shit about their craft. They're passionate about it. It's, it's, it's awesome, really. You know, I'm noticing a trend here, fellas. And that is that uh, when we come across an album that we all really dig and we're all in agreement on, there's a lot less shit talking between us. And I, I feel know. like there's, there's some psychology there that should be, should be probed. We, well, need to pick, we need to pick a sh- something shitty so we can just attack it's, this each is, other. This is uncomfortable. <laughs> it, it is amazing. We've been on a really good run. And we notice have. how we shit talk each other when we're really irritated with an album. Um, yeah, I, true. I, I'm not even irritated with, with Dave's forehead. And usually right. it irritates <laughs> Look at me. That. There we go. <laughs> disappointed you still haven't considered those implants to bring it down a little bit but yeah we'll talk about that later so well, yeah well, what about <laughs> i mean what do you not like about my nose hairs is there anything you want to make fun no, of that no really you know no no see this is bad <laughs> this is not what's wrong with you brand. dave i don't know <laughs> uh can we take shots at the fact that Derek's drinking Dr. Pepper? He switched from Guinness to Dr. Pepper. Uh, you think he'd be drinking country time, but I guess not. You think? No, yeah. <laughs> you want right. to know what the, the problem country is. Country time right here. <laughs> Waiting on uh, those sponsorship dollars. I will get a branded <laughs> cup for next time. And John, jo- you know what's funny? It's not just for the summertime. It goes anytime. All year round, David. <laughs> Come on. This is there insane. Should... Uh, what can I t- Look, man, I didn't want the sponsorship dollars until it occurred. <laughs> I've like have consumed this beverage probably too much for too long. It just makes sense <laughs> for me. I'm waiting for uh... corporate to reach out, and I'm just I haven't heard yet. Let's let's send this screenshot to Guinness and see if it works. See if they'll throw us a few ducats, a yeah, few we euros. We haven't heard from Coors either. Yeah, we were ready. We were to... in time, John. In time. In time. I'm impatient. <laughs> this was right, good, Derek. It? This was a good, uh, a good pick for sure. Yeah, I'm glad you brought it to the table. Do we, uh, do we take that step and put a number on it, fellas? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm going nine all day long, and the only way it becomes a ten for me is if they had re-recorded Schizophrenia and put it all out, and maybe we'll get that in the future. Not that the al- that album doesn't need it as much. But it would be nice to see what Max and Igor come up with with uh, schizophrenia. I don't know if there's any licensing issues with that, but a nine all day. What do you figure it would cost to have them like play the entire album on Cameo for you? Oh, huh. uh, <laughs> uh, just set up in Max's living room and just rip through an entire set. Uh, a thousand, maybe, maybe. I, I, I maybe I should set aside a thousand dollars and see if they'll maybe. do it. I think we might all need to. Well, they would deserve far more than a grand, but. All right, David, what's uh, what's your number? Eight and a half. I gave it an eight and a half. It was great. It was good, especially going back and listening to the to the originals and then listening to it now, man, fucking night and day. Uh, hats off. 
to, to Max and Igor, and I loved it. It's good stuff. I uh, I am at a, at like a hard eight point seven five. It's right there for me. It's such a great great album. I love that we get to hear it cleanly, the way that I would have loved to have heard it in eighty five and eighty six. But I'm I'm happy to have waited. I think it's a great record, and props to all the guys: um, Igor, Amadeus, Max, and uh, well, we know Daniel. Daniel Gonzalez and Arthur Risk also played on, in the studio as well. So great pick, Derek. I'm glad you brought it. Well, thank you. And thanks for supporting uh, Max, Gloria, Amadeus, the rest of the Cavalera clan. They are, um, it's a family affair and they love what they do and they um, they put a lot of time and energy into it. So um, we're doing our little part to spread the word. Do awesome. we know, uh, do, do you by any chance have uh, tour dates? Because I know they're out now or if they're not out now, they will be out real soon. In fact, we'll be seeing them Twice in quick succession in uh, September. I know they'll be in Tampa or Orlando, Florida. Um, so hopefully we've got some dates, Derek. 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 Yeah, they're Derek. starting. Uh, <laughs> sh- <laughs> shut your fucking face. Uh, August 29th. <laughs> August 29th, uh, starting in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And they're going out all the way through October 18th in L.A. is where they're uh, ending um, looks like exhumed and in sight is on there. Mm-hmm. And obviously what we do know is that the Boston date has our friends in death ray vision, uh, opening up for them. Uh, so I'm assuming that they'll probably have some local, uh, bangers that are going to be opening up at, at each, each location. Very good. Well, I, again, guys, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled with the music we got to listen to this week. I'm disappointed at the level of shit talk, frankly. And, uh, I think we all need to work a little harder for next time. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Well, I got a challenge. (laughs) If we, if we buy Dave or if we make uh, shit talk reviews, diapers, Dave, will you wear it for an entire week? Uh, over, over the jeans or under the jeans? Yeah. Oh, totally over the jeans. And let's just see what happens. I mean, it'd be great. Uh, I think very demeaning. I think that's fair, Dave. I think, yeah. I mean, I would do it for, for the show. Sure. God bless you. <laughs> see, again, <laughs> not argumentative. The entertainment yeah, value today is out the fucking window. Can, can we have a takes. can we have a film crew like our boy Ruben? <laughs> Maybe Ruben, they can follow you around into the bedroom. You know, right. follow you when you go out to dinner, <laughs> get the reaction of everybody watching you walk around with a shit talk reviews diaper on the outside you, of your pants. It, it's yeah. kind of like Tootsie. Remember that horrible movie from the 80s yeah. where the lady wore, wore her bra on the outside of, of her, her yeah. blouse? It said Dustin Hoffman, wasn't it? Was in that movie? <laughs> yes. Yeah. That was terrible. Terrible movie. Oh, God. <laughs> we'll call you Tootsie <laughs> with your diaper. <laughs> hey, speaking uh, of which, David, I believe you're up next week. Yes. Jeez, guys. I have a few on my plate that I can give to you guys, but we have to. We got to go with Mammoth, Eddie Van Halen's son's band, Mammoth. Mammoth 2 is out. It came out today. I gave it a listen. Hold it. I'm not going to say. We're going to go with Mammoth. That's next up. Very good. Yeah. Well, uh, well, insult here. I, I'm going to insult you. That that Please. drum kit, I see dust on it. So why don't you get off here and go and smash the living shit out of it and record some new fucking tunes for our intro and our exit? Uh, well, mm. no. Mm. See, you got to stick with the same pressure. intro and exit, though. That's put us can't change that. It's like it's we identify with that sound now. You know, <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> 
It's like, but oh, shit talks on. My sisters won't know what they're listening to. We'll keep God, it. I apologize. Uh, I'd like to give a shout out to Kate. God bless her, our number one fan. Thank you. <laughs> we need more stickers for uh, for the greater uh, north northeastern United States. <laughs> I, I have some right here. Whoop. Oh, the background doesn't want to. There we go. Nice. All right. Well, I've had enough of these pleasantries. They're making me sick, guys. Yes. Fuck you. Fuck off. Fuck off. All right. Take us out. I don't want to see you anymore. Whatever. Bye. Bye. (laughs) 